नमस्ते एंड गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीवन विल स्टार्ट विद द प्रेयर्स ओम गुरुर् ब्रह्मा गुरुर् विष्णु गुरुर् देव महेश्वर गुरु साक्षात पर ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुर नम ओ सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर कर्वाह तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मिद्विषावह शांति 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 नाविल चेंट महामृत्युंजय मंत्र थ्री टाइम्स टू प्रे फॉर दोस आर सफरिंग पर्टिकुलरली बिकॉज ऑफ द पेंडेमिक इन एनी मैनर एनी बडी हू इज सफरिंग यजामहे सुगंधि पुष्टिवर्धन उर्वाक बंधन मृत्योर्मुक्षीयृताक यजामहे सुगंधि पुष्टिवर्धन उर्वाक बंधन मृत्योर्मुक्षीयृताकमे सुगंधि पुष्टिवर्धन उर्वाक बंधन मृत्योर्मुक्षीयृताकाति welcome everyone so today i'll talk to you little bit more about this mahamrityunjaya mantra it it is considered a very potent mantra and it is from vedas so it's a vedic mantra and it actually appears in three of the vedas so with we have four vedas and out of the four it actually appears in three of those so from that you can understand it's very important so in vedic literature even though every mantra is revealed and divine the mahamrityunjaya mantra and gayatri mantra these two are considered most potent mahamrityunjaya mantra is said to be beneficial for mental emotional and physical health and also to be a moksha mantra that final liberation mantra which bestows longevity and immortality in these times particularly when many people are suffering many people can find solace in this mantra and it's always good to understand the meaning of the mantra if somebody is chanting so i i'll just take some time today to tell you about this mantra so this is the simple meaning and if you go on the internet you will find all sort of meanings of this mantra all sort of translations so i'll try to explain to you word meaning from the word per, so that you can understand where the meaning is coming from and what is the significance of this mantra 
to whom it is addressed. So here are the specific words, separate words. I have separated them. And there is a rule in Sanskrit for Sandhi. So after doing the split, these are the words, individual words. So Om, Om is the first word. Om is the name of the name of God. So Yoga Sutra says Tasya Vachakaha Pranava. So Om is the name of God. Trayambakam, it is Triambakam. So three means three. English word three has come from Sanskrit three. And Ambakam generally means I. So we say we worship the three eyed one. So what does it mean three eyes? And there is another meaning of this word. That is Trayanam Ambakam or Tisrunam Ambakam. That Ambakam is the mother or in that sense Lord of three. So three words, Lord of the three planes of existence or three worlds. So we say earthly plane, plane above, plane below, three worlds or three states of existence, wakefulness, dream sleep, dream and deep sleep or three times, present, past and future. So Lord of three. So it has been taken in both ways. So when, you say, when we say three-eyed one, we are referring to somebody who has three eyes. What does it mean? So we say the third eye is the eye of wisdom. And many times pictorially it is shown like as if there is an eye here. Third eye, thus we, we call it soul center. In essentially, it doesn't mean that you will see some physical feature here for somebody. It simply means that for one, the eye of wisdom has opened. So in addition to the two eyes, which all of us have. So eye of wisdom has opened means is it closed for all of us? And for the some special one, is it open? So, here the eye of wisdom is the eye of knowledge, not necessarily the worldly wisdom. So, worldly wisdom I receive with these two eyes. So, I receive the knowledge of the world with the two eyes. And I do attain all the wisdom of the world which is required for me to survive in this world or to thrive by these two eyes. But when I'm looking at the world, who is the seer? That is me and most of the times I forget the seer while engaged in the scene. The knowledge that seer is always there in any scene, ever constant, never changing. The scenes are changing. What I am seeing with the two eyes is constantly changing. But the seer behind the two eyes is ever constant, ever changeless. That is one who is awakened in that knowledge is the one said to be having third eye open. And that is Trambakam. That doesn't mean the person doesn't see the world. The two eyes are also open. So it's not just the third eye which is open. So that's where it's important that all three eyes, that means while seeing the world, I'm always aware of the seer, like Gurudev Baba Hariharananda used to always emphasize that when you are seeing, see who is seeing. 
who is the seer that is none but god himself so trayambakam here in that sense refers to the three-eyed one and normally we say to lord shiva but it literally doesn't have the word for shiva in this mantra it just has trayambakam and uh, popularly lord shiva is known as trayambakam but it can be taken as god absolute also because it can also be taken as lord of three planes of existence so that is trayambakam then yajamahe that is the plural form of worship so we worship it's in the first person plural form we worship so we worship trayambakam then there is a word sugandhim so sugandhim is an adjective which refers to trayambakam sugandhim means gandhi gandhi is smell sugandha is fragrance so means good so good smell or fragrance what does it mean that one who is fragrant so what does it mean fragrant is there a fragrance coming from body of the lord and lord can lord when we are saying lord is formless then what does fragrant mean fragrant mean that he is the virtue the storehouse of all the virtues all the good qualities and just like something which is very fragrant you can perceive its existence from a distance without even coming in the line of sight similarly one can worship lord by contemplating on his virtues his compassion his grace his all the other attributes without necessarily seeing him so many people see i can't see god how can i worship him so that's where you can have sugandhim you can worship the lord because he is fragrant he is the embodiment of all the good qualities and then there is another word pushti vardhanam that is another adjective to trayambakam pushti vardhanam they are mixed made of two words it's a compound word pushti means nourishment and vardhanam means increasing so it means he increases the nourishment it refers to the nourishment at all levels physical mental spiritual so that means when somebody wants to pursue a spiritual practice lord propels him to further walk to further progress on that path pushti also means grace there is a sect in india called pushti marga they consider pushti as the meaning of the pushti as grace so he is also ever increasing grace in that sense so that is these are the this so we worship this lord who is known as om the name of the trayambakam sugandhim fragrant pushtivardhanam ever providing the nourishment so this is we are worshiping him we are praying to him then second line here is urvarukam eva so urvarukam is a fruit it's a fruit like cucumber not exactly cucumber but one from the same family the the quality of this fruit is that when it ripens it almost detaches from the vine it's a, it's a fruit on the vine by by itself like almost without an effort so that is urva urvarukam and eva means it's a uh, it shows like as li- like in the sense 
सो सो लाइक ए कुकुम्बर दैट्स व्हाट उर्वारुकम इवा देन बंधनात फ्रॉम द बॉन्डेज एंड मृत्यु हो फ्रॉम द डेथ सो व्हाट इज द रियल बॉन्डेज दैट देयर इज ऑलवेज अ फियर ऑफ डेथ एवरी लिविंग बीइंग has this inherent fear of death so no matter what you achieve in this world no matter what you do what you don't do however great you may be however famous or infamous or non famous you may be you may be the most powerful or the weakest ultimately death levels everything and nobody has any choice about it to die or not to die there is no choice involved there so out of all the bondages which i feel in my life this constant fear of death is the biggest bondage because no matter what i may become or i may achieve or i may accumulate everything is going to be a knot at the end of it so then what's the point that question comes to everybody who contemplates on death why this all running about so the death has the bondage mukshiya so mukshiya is a actually a first person singular may i be free it's coming from root moch to be free or to get liberated may i be liberated may i be free from this bondage of death and how should i become free from this bondage of death like a cucumber becomes free from the vine very easily without going through the pain without much an effort without much of an effort with the grace how with the grace of the lord because the lord is he is the fragrant the storehouse of all the wonderful qualities and he is ever bestowing his grace and nourishment to me so with his grace may i become free may i be liberated from this great bondage great fear of death like a cucumber becomes free from the vine and then in the end it is saying ma amrutat a lot of meanings can be attributed to these two words lot of ways it can be interpreted what i feel is that ma is a negative particle means not and amrutat means immortality not from immortality so this is you can understand it is an emphasis of the prayer that i want to be free from bondage of death but not from immortality don't also you can understand this that i want to be free from the fear of death but i don't want to die for that i don't want to wait till the death i want to be free while living so i want to experience that immortality now while living not after death some place in heaven which i do not know about one very interesting thing in this mantra which i haven't seen many translations highlighting is that yajamahe when we are praying it is plural verb mukshiya that may i be free it's a singular verb so the first part is the prayer that i am we are praying to the lord so prayer can be collective we can pray in a group and therefore we can say yajamahe we are worshiping we can worship in a group but as far as the moksha is concerned as liberation is concerned that's always an individual thing that's always a person at a, at a for a person so therefore may i be free 
from the bondage of death. That moksha is not a group activity. So uh, this uh, mantra I really find very amazing and it's considered very potent mantra. If you know Gurudev Baba Hariharananda's saying, one of the his very famous saying is regarding immortality, breathlessness is deathlessness. Normally breath is life. So when he says breathlessness is deathlessness, it seems kind of contradictory that breath is the life we all know and when breath stops, life stops resulting into death. And Gurudev is saying breathlessness is deathlessness. So that is what this immortality is that it is not from the bondage of this ordinary death that I'm talking about. It is the bondage from that fear of death ever bondage of free from the fear that I'll ever die. I am the immortal self despite the mortal body. And one attains that knowledge, one sees that very clearly when one attains the breathless stage of Samadhi, that I am indeed deathless. I, my life does not depend upon the breath. But to attain that state, breath becomes the very potent means. And if you look at this mantra also, refers to Mahamrityunja mantra. So Maha means great, Mrityu means death, and Jaya means victory. So victory over death, the great victory over death. So not just that somehow I made this body increase its life by a few hundred years by either some yoga practices or by some scientific inventions. But it is actually that I be ever free from the cycle of death and dying, birth and death. And I realize myself being the immortal self. That is Mahamrityunja. That's why it's called Mahamrityunja Mantra, great victory over death. So as I was telling you that breath is the means to attain that breathless state. And we have our Kriya Yoga meditation based upon the principle of breath. So today we'll, now we'll start our meditation. We'll offer a general meditation, which is kind of, you can say, small subset of what we offer as a Kriya Yoga meditation, because Kriya Yoga meditation is only for the initiates. And this we can offer this meditation, which I'm going to guide can be practiced by anybody. So with this, I'll uh, stop the sharing of the screen. And also I'll just turn off my video and just the audio will remain and we can all start in the meditation. Please sit straight. Try to remain seated in a comfortable posture, yet have the spine straight as much as possible.
and slowly just become aware of the breath. You don't have to breathe in any special manner. Just become aware of the incoming and outgoing breath. Effortlessly. As you pay the attention on the breath, just becoming aware, breath becomes slow and rhythmic. And there is a calmness which descends upon your whole being. Slowly take the attention to the top of your head. This, this point is called fontanel. Slowly you may perceive a little bit heaviness on the top of the head in the fontanel. This heaviness is not bothersome but kind of comes with a pleasant sensation. Always being aware of the movement of the breath. Just simple awareness of the breath. Effortlessly. Like Urvarukam.
slowly. Take your attention to the bottom of the spine. From the bottom of the spine, slow, long, deep, inhale, inhale in such a manner as if you perceive the prana, the subtle breath flowing through the spine upwards to the fountain. Hold after inhaling and very gently bow down in the front as much as you can comfortably exhale normal conscious breathing You are bowing down to the Lord Triambakam, one who is ever ready to bestow his grace upon you, Pushti Vardhanam, one who nourishes our body, mind, spiritual life, everything. Now again, take a slow, long, deep inhale, hold, and slowly sit up. Exhale. Again, from the bottom of the spine, inhale, slow, long, deep, 
go towards the font tunnel hold very gently bow down in the front Again, take a slow, long, deep breath. Inhale. Hold and sit up. Very slow. All the movements are very slow. Exhale. normal conscious breathing Always aware of the breath. Now we'll practice a little bit of pranayama, the breathing practice. We'll be taking slow, long, and deep breaths, both. Inhalation and exhalation. While inhaling, you perceive the pranic energy, the subtle breath flowing through the spine upwards. While exhaling, to the downward. While inhaling, we inhale love, the Lord is ever ready to bestow his love on me and I'm inhaling his Sugandhim his uh, storehouse of all the good qualities and also Pushti Vardhanam he provides me the nourishment nourishment of love I when I inhale I inhale the love when I exhale I exhale the peace all around me. That peace which naturally emanates from a loving person. 
so with this feeling we'll do some breathing exercise slow long deep inhale hold and when you hold you can mentally chant om om the name of the lord exhale peace inhale love exhale Peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Inhale, love, exhale, peace, inhale, Love. Exhale. Peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Inhale, love, exhale, peace, inhale, Love. Exhale. 
peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Just sit silently. You are enveloped in this wonderful cloud of love and peace all around you. Just rest in this without making any effort. If thoughts are coming, don't resist. Let them come. Let them go. Slowly become aware of the breath.
with this awareness of breath, we can reach breathless state, which is the deathless state. which is what we are praying in Mahamatunja Mantra. Om Trayambakam Yajamahe Sugandhim Pushti Vardhanam Uruvarukam Ivabandhana Nrityor Mukshiya Mahamrutat We'll conclude our session with a prayer for the well-being of everyone. Sarve bhavantu sukhinaha Sarve santu niramayaha Sarve bhadrani pashyantu Makashitukha bhagbhavit Om punamadaha punamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Thank you everyone. I bow to you all. Om Amen.